Well, we serve an awesome God tonight, and we're going to stand and we're going to sing about him. Let's stand and sing, Our God is an Awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom power. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns with We have a great crowd here tonight. Wow. What a good crowd for a Sunday night here at Broadway Baptist Church. I want to welcome you. If you happen to be a guest tonight, I hope you picked up one of these bulletins out there. If you didn't, that's okay. But if you did, <laughs> there's a tab in here where you can perforate it. It's perforated. You can pull it and tear it off and put your name on it. We'd love to know that you're visiting with us tonight. We always are glad to have guests. And this is a second service of our revival. We're having a good uh, a good time tonight. I want to share a couple of things with you. Starting tonight and then tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday night, the offering will be a love offering for our evangelist, Brother Keith Cook here. We're excited that he's here. You heard him preach this morning. God's blessing our service already tonight. He did this morning. And we have an opportunity to help Brother Keith in his ministry. So the offering tonight and each night after tonight will go as a love offering to Brother Keith. In just a little while, you're going to be very blessed to hear some guys, Dave Highland, Scott Collins, Brad Wilson, and Greg White. These guys have played and sung together for 40-some years. I mean, they are awesome. Some of you got here early and heard them warming up. So after the offering, they're going to come and they're going to bless us in worship. I'm going to ask ushers to come forward, if you will. This can be the time for our evening offering. Uh, Brother Ray Vasquez is going to come up here and use this microphone and lead us in an offertory prayer. And after uh, Gail plays an offertory, we're going to have the guys come and sing and share with us tonight. So let's pray together. Thank you, David. <clears throat> also, before we get started, uh, make sure you pick up a copy of Keith's uh, book that he's got. If you haven't got it already, there's a box down here front. Um, take, take a copy of one of those. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight, Lord God. We thank you for your presence, Father, in, our, in your house, Father, and, and the blessing to be with you tonight, Lord. Father, we ask you to bless these tithes and offerings and help grow Keith's ministry, Father, and may a dollar spend like a thousand, Father. And we just thank you for, for Keith being here, Father. We just pray for the hearts of those people that are here, that they may be open to hear your word. And, uh, Father, we just, uh, we just pray that all things glorify you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
Good morning. Is that like it's five o'clock somewhere? It is. Morning somewhere, I guess. Well, it's really good to see all y'all here tonight. Uh, smiling faces. Those that aren't smiling can smile now. Very good. Scott, like, that's your mom right there. Yes, it is. Hello, Mother. I'd like to just say how great it is to, to hear you do that again, Gail. Yes. <laughs> I grew up listening to you do that, and it was awesome. That She's is amazing. amazing. You guys are so fortunate. Yes. Blessing. Each of us holds things to close. Too many treasures that mean the most to our hearts. Standard of living is way too high. Happiness is something we can't find, no matter how we try. So we gotta try. Lay it all down if it's in the way. It really doesn't matter what they're gonna say. If we listen too close to the world, it'll turn us around. Give it all up, it'll pass away. Just don't get your living for today. The Lord is calling us all to lay it on down. The world would have us all believe. We're the ones who must achieve our own dream. The news dream and you find a tree. Without God, just no use, no matter how you try. So we gotta try. Lay it all down if it's in the way. It really doesn't matter what they're gonna say. If we listen too close to the world, it'll turn us around. Give it all up, it'll pass away. Just no future living for today. Lord, it's calling us all to lay it on down. If we listen too close to the world, turn us around. Give it all up, it'll pass away. There's just no future living for today. The Lord is calling us all to lay it on, lay it on down. If it's in the way, it really doesn't matter what they're gonna say. If we listen too close to the world, it'll turn us around. Give it all up, it'll pass away. There's just no future living for today. The Lord is calling us all to lay it on down. Well, the Lord is calling us all to lay it on down.
Good to be back here. Love, love Broadway, and it's a, it's a blessing to see so many friends that I know and love, and about two people that don't like me, but that's my my, my mother's one of them. My mom's here. <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, good to see. You. Yeah. Hey, mama. Uh, but it's good to be here. I was here yesterday actually for Janice Johnson's home going, and uh, 
You know, this next song kind of is called Right Where I Want to Be, and it's, you know, after, after hearing the testimonies of all the people that Janice touched over the years and how her Christian witness and walk meant so much, you know, really, she's right where she wants to be. She, she fought the good fight and uh, finished the race, and that, that's what we all should aspire to, isn't it? So listen to the words of this song called Right Where I Want to Be. Where I want to be 
Flyway. All right, if y'all could all stand with us, we would appreciate it. Uh, this is a revival, correct? <laughs> what revival is not a revival without? I'll fly away. I'll fly away. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> now, it's very important that you all help us on this one now. We need you to clap, sing, do whatever you need to to keep your uh, pacemaker still going there. We're going to have a good time with this one. So if you got please, a shaky thing, Yeah, if you got it. one, use it. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Woo! There you go. Well, some black morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's lesson shore. I'll fly away. Sing it out. You know it. Bars that flow. Our Lord, our fire. Everybody sing. Well, I. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away to a home, to a land where these joys should never end. Ah, Lord, I'll fly away. Well, I. not going to talk to him, Scott? <laughs> you know, the, I know that there's been a great prayer focus this week. Well, more than this week. Oh, you all yeah. could be seated. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Y'all are very obedient. <laughs> so anyway, there's been a great prayer focus this week here at Broadway. And, uh, you know, prayer is the foundation of everything we do. 
and uh, because in our own strength we can't we can't do anything without the Father's uh, Holy Spirit uh, working through us. So this song is a song called uh, "Tell Him What You Want." I mean, that's really what prayer is. It's about it's communing with the Father and uh, intercessory and uh, asking for uh, for those who uh, need His touch. So here it goes. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. You call him up and tell him what you want. Well, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. You can call him up and tell him what you want. His line ain't ever busy. Tell him what you want. His mind ain't ever busy. Tell him what you want. His mind ain't ever busy. Tell him what you want. You can call him up and tell him what you want. Well, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want You can call him up and tell him what you want Oh, smile, please If you're sick and you want to get well, tell him what you want. If you're sick and you want to get well, tell him what you want. If you're sick and you want to get well, tell him what you want. You can call him up and tell him what you want. Well, Jesus on the mainland, tell him what you want. Jesus on the mainland, tell him what you want. Jesus on the mainland, tell him what you want. You can call him up and tell him what you want. You can call him up and tell him what you Brother, it's your time. Thank you all very much. Blessed to be here. If you were in Nashville, somebody would open up a guitar, guitar case and we'd be pitching money in right now. <laughs> Woo! Jesus on the mainline. I like that. Wow. How you doing tonight? 
You came back. You came back for the singing, I know. But I am glad you are here. Praise the Lord. Wow. Was that good or what? Woo. God is good, yeah. I thought I died and gone to heaven already. That was so good. Well, tonight, we're still having revival. How many of you have been revived already? Let me see. Oh, yeah, I have. I tell you, I was so excited. I got back to my hotel. The pastor took me out for dinner. And not only did he buy me a wonderful meal, but for about an hour, his son had to sit there while he educated me on how to do the Internet correctly. He is a genius, and he's already got me more technologically improved. And uh, he, he told me just some marvelous stuff. So you've got a great man here. Let's give him a hand. Yeah. I mean that. <laughs> he really did help me. Uh, but when I got back to my hotel, I looked out the window. And as if I hadn't had enough of you already, I looked right out the window and I saw the church. So God wants me to stay focused on you. Amen. This is a good day. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. And tonight, you look like you are glad to be here, even though it's your second time. How many of you were here this morning? Let me see your hands. Wow. How many of you, this is your first time, or you're a visitor? Good to see you. We want you to enjoy what we're doing, but listen, you got to join in the revival. You can't slow us down, because these folks this morning said, we're going to go on with God. We're going to take a shot for God, and we're not going to stop. Amen? I want you to turn your Bibles to Ephesians. Ephesians. I don't want to keep you till the rapture. If the rapture doesn't happen in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> but I do want to share some truths that God has shown me that I think will help you and help me. The good thing about the Bible is you can read it every day. And every day, God will bless you in a new way. God wants to bless us as we get into the Word. It's not so important what I think or even what you think. It's what God has said. What has He said in His Word? And God wants to show us in His Word. Now, I want you to look with me in chapter 1 of Ephesians. And I want you to look in verse 13. And I know I just jumped right in. I'm sorry, I'm an evangelist. <laughs> I'm, I, I want to be more pastoral. My wife tells me, you need to be more pastoral when you go to churches. But I am just used to jumping into the Word. Amen. Tonight, I just want to jump in. Because your pastor does a tremendous job of taking care of you. And I am so thankful. There's, there's just so many blessings that come from having a good pastor. Amen? And God's done such a good job. So tonight, I get to just jump in. And I'm excited to do that. Verse 13, it says, In Him, in Him, you also are, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in Him in the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, how many of you have listened and taken a look at Jesus Christ, and you said He is good. How many of you have done that? Woo. The Bible says tonight that many of us are in Him already. We know the truth about Jesus. We are living our life for Jesus. We've taken a look, we've taken a drink of Jesus and His fullness, and we know the truth and we're living it. It says we have believed. The Bible goes on to say in chapter 2 that we used to be dead in our sins and trespasses. How many of you can remember those old days? Can you remember your days without Christ? The things that you got into. Aren't you glad that He rescued you from that? Say amen. 
I don't want to go back, do you? I do not want to go back to Egypt and live the way I used to live and do what I used to do. But you know what? I found out that if I'll talk to God every single day, He will show me something else that I need to leave in Egypt. Amen or oh me? You know, I used to think when I was a teenager, right after I got saved, I said, okay, all I got to do is quit drinking. So I quit drinking. And I thought, woohoo, everything's fine. Then God showed me I got a lot of pride in my life. Uh-oh! And I started dealing with pride. And then God said, there's other, and he, just every day he started showing me things that he wanted to take care of. I'll never forget, after I was in the ministry for a few years, my, uh, my associate and I, we went over to South Carolina. How many of you know where South Carolina even is? Okay. You're pretty, pretty worldly around here. I went to South Carolina, and I was in South Carolina to visit an anointed Southern Baptist missionary. How many of you pray for missionaries? Oh, yeah. We do a work around the world with missionaries. We've been to 83 countries, and we do festivals and evangelism and crusades in all the countries that we can get invited into. And we see thousands of people come to know the Lord because missionaries and churches are working hard around the world to proclaim the gospel. And we come and do the evangelism part for many of them. We do the same thing in the States. We've been in all but two of the states of, in the United States and done some kind of outreach. Not just a revival, but an outreach where we're trying to win people to Christ out in the community. God's doing so many things around the world. But I wanted to go visit this famous missionary because I'd read a book and her name was Bertha Smith. Have any of you ever heard of Bertha Smith? Anybody? Oh yeah, I'm in the right place. Miss Bertha was an anointed woman of God. And I'd read a book about her. And she one time she was sharing the gospel and some soldiers came in and said, it's against the law to do this, you can't do this. And they lined her up. And they tried to shoot her. But when they shot the bullets at her, guess what? All of them just fell right in front. God saved her. It's miraculous. And so I thought, that's pretty cool. I want to meet this woman. And so my sister and I, we drove all the way across the country. And we wanted to go get in her presence just because she, we wanted to just glean from her knowledge. And I knocked on the door. We had driven for hours to get there. Knocked on her door. Miss Bertha opened the door, and I said, Hi, Miss Bertha, this is Keith, and this is David, and we're here. Thanks for inviting us to come visit with you. And she goes, Brother Cook, it's so good to see you. And this is what she asked me. Before you can come into my house, I want to ask you a question. Are all your sins confessed up to date? What? I'm looking at a table with fried chicken on it. I'm looking at that chicken leg. And she's asking me about, is your sins confessed up to date? I said, well, Miss Bertha, I don't know. And she goes, man of God, you want to change the world? You got to deal with your sin. I said, okay. She handed me a little piece of carpet. It was about this big. And she goes, I got a prayer garden over there. When you get right with God and all your sins are confessed, you can come in and have fried chicken with me. I take that piece of carpet and I'm walking. And I'm thinking, who does she think she is? I'm a preacher. I'm a man of God. And then here comes my associate. He had a piece of carpet too. 
And I said, buddy, take that bench over there. We got to get right with God quick or we're not going to eat. And I get down on my knees in her prayer garden and I'm saying, God, this is the silliest thing I've ever heard of. I can't believe it. Of course, I'm under the blood. I've confessed my sins to you. And there's not any wicked way in me, is there? And all of a sudden, oh, my stars. God said, now that I've got your attention, there's some things I've been meaning to talk to you about. And he just started unloading on me in a good, tender way. Do you know this is in your life? Do you know you did this? Do you know you said this? Do you know you got this habit? You've got this tendency? You've got this sin that's holding you back. Oh, my dear friends. I sat there, and I, 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 can, I, can, I remembered. Listen, I remembered something from 10 to 15 years earlier in my past. I'd been visiting with a pastor. And he goes, oh, I want to give you a book. And he gave me a book. And he says, I want you to read it. And, and when you get, to, after you've read it, I want you to come talk to me and, and bring it back and, and we'll discuss the book. Well, I took the book, went on, did a couple more revivals and, th- and forgot all about it. And one day, I'm in my library putting up books and I see this book and I thought, oh, That preacher's not even at that church anymore. And so I just put it in my library. That was the first thing God showed me when I was on my knees. You say, oh, that's the silliest thing in the world. And and when I was talking to God about it, I said, God, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do about it? And you know what God made me do? My most prized possession at that time. This is going to date me, okay? My most prized possession at that time was a collection of Hardy Boy books that I had read as a kid. (laughs) And I had a son, and I wanted to give them to him when he could read. Guess what God said? Donate those books to that church. I said, God, those books are worth a thousand dollars. That book that he gave me was from the convention press. He got it for free, God. And I'm going back and forth with God about it. God said, do you want to be right with me? Or do you want your Hardy Boy books? Are you hearing me? I don't think God's ever told anybody else in the history of Christian, Christianity to give up their Hardy Boy books. <laughs> but he did me. And I, and I took those books and I presented them. I went to the library and I went to the library and I said, years ago, Pastor gave me a book. I didn't give it back. God's told me to give you these books. And she goes, thank you so very much. And you know what they did with my books? They sold them for $1,000. No. (laughs) But you know what? God taught me something. I have looked at Christ, and he changed my life. You have looked at Jesus, and he has changed your life. We need to live that way. Come on. Because we have gotten so far removed from first generation Christianity that we can't tell the difference between holiness and acceptability in our culture. And if it's just like that song (laughs) that you guys sang, 
we get close with the world, if we become friends of the world, if we do the things of the world, if we lay there, stay there, play there, think there, watch there, read there, then what will happen is we will think that is normal. And guess what? It is not. Amen? God's got a plan. He's got a way for us to live. And we need to live that way. Now, he does not want us to be narrow-minded bigots. He doesn't want us to be crude, rude, and lewd. He doesn't want to give us grace and give us a license to sin. He wants us to live what we believe. People need to know we've been with Jesus, and it makes all the difference in our life. Now, Ephesians is a wonderful book, and God, I think this is the most fantastic revival book there is. The Bible says we used to live this way. We used to live, formerly live in our lust of our flesh. We indulged in our desires. And by children, listen, it says by nature we were children of wrath, even like the rest. But look in verse 4. Here's the good part. But God. But God. But God. God came in and changed it all. And we should live that way. And rejoice that he's changed it all. It says, but God was rich in mercy. God is not broke. Governments go broke. Corporations go broke. But God does not go broke. His mercies are new every morning. His riches are renewed every day. It says, God is rich in mercy because of this great love. He has loved us even when we were dead in our sins and transgressions. The, the King James says, he quickened us. But the New American Standard says he made us come alive together. Revival in the church is you and me coming alive together. Say that with me. Alive together. One more time. Alive together. Turn to the person beside you, either side, and say, are you alive? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God wants us to come alive together. That, I like the King James where it says quickened. Have you ever been quickened? It's like, whoo, I got to do this. Whew, this is exciting. When they started playing tonight, I really, it was just so cool to hear the blending of the instruments because my son plays like you. And he, oh my goodness, he has played with some fa fine bands in Nashville and he, he's a pickup artist and he, oh, it just made me think of my son. It was just so good and it just quickened my spirit. You better watch out, I'm going to preach long because just the music was so good. <laughs> but the truth is, God wants us to come alive. A lot of people try to live their Christian life and they say, oh, you know, I saw somebody today getting on the elevator. Someone said to them, I'm going to church? No, I'm going home. God says, come alive. Say it together. Oh, come alive together you see we technically can live outside the church we can live on our own we can make it in a vacuum but god says it's so much better to come alive together don't you feel better tonight because you're here and there's other people here oh yeah listen i went to montana to do a deal out there and we drove for hours 34 hours Got to this church, pulled up, we're there, we're ready to go, and nobody is there. They'd run off the pastor. We didn't know it. 
They'd run off everybody else. And we're standing there, and there's four people outside the church trying to get in besides us. Well, the guy that I was with that drove me all the way out there was a highway patrolman. He took out his little knife and went and got us in the church. And we went into the church, and nobody was there from the church except us. <laughs> and I, spe- I spoke to those four people. He sang to those four people, and guess what? Those four people all got saved. Ooh, was that worth it? Yeah. But you see, that church is dead. They're not coming alive together. Me and my friends and those four people came alive together. But wherever you are with others, you can come alive in Christ. God wants to use this church in even greater ways. And you're doing some fantastic things. But stay together. Say it with me. Stay together. The Bible says he made us come alive together. We were with Christ Jesus. And then it says, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Tonight, I want to talk to you very quickly about taking a look at Jesus. Because when you do, he'll change you forever. Taking a ride with Jesus, let him raise you up. (laughs) He will take you some places that you won't believe. Not too long ago, I was in (laughs) Costa Rica. And there they have a rainforest. And we have about, we take, with, when we go on projects around the world, we normally take churches and people with us. And they can go as a team and help do evangelism, outreach, backyard Bible clubs, door-to-door ministry, puppets, dramas, all clinics, everything. And we had about 65 kids with us. Oh, my, it was crazy. And we have one day that we take in between the project, one day. Usually it's when we're going from one area to another. And we'll go do something fun with all the folks. And so we went to the rainforest. And we got, in the, at the rainforest, we got into these cable cars. And we're going to ride across the rainforest. You heard about that? Stuff like that? Yeah. Well, there's about four of us in every cable car. And we're strung out over the, almost the entire rainforest. And we're having a good time. And the, the, the guy there was telling us about it. The guy, he goes, well... You don't want to be caught in the rainforest at night because that's when the animals come out. Okay, well, it's early. It's about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We're just bebopping along. Everything's going good. And he says, now, to us, we have now reached the highest point of the rainforest. You're high, as high up as you can get. We're 200 feet up in the air. And all of a sudden, we heard kapui and lightning struck about a mile away the generator. And everything went, and we stopped. Oh, he says, do not be worried. This happens all the time. I said, why does it happen all the time? I said, fix it. You know, he goes, no, 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 don't worry. And he started telling stories and more stories and more stories and more stories. And it was an hour. It was two hours. It was three hours. It was four hours, five hours, five hours later. We're thinking, "Uh uh-oh. It's beginning to get what? Dark. Well, I see a little guy. I'm looking at the, where the cable is, and I, I, I see. It looks like there's an ant crawling on that cable. And sure enough, it's a man. <laughs> He's just so far away, he looks like an ant. And he used to do this commando crawling stuff, you know. And he, he gets right to us, and when he gets to us, he drops down 
this little, like a kite string, okay? He drops it into the thing and then takes off. And I'm looking at that string, and I said, what does he think that's going to do? It's a kite string. What are we going to do with that? Put a kite up, you know? <clears throat> he goes, no, 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 no. What we're going to do, and he, he tied the string onto the cable car, and he dropped it down. He went, I said, I'm not going down that string. <laughs> All of a sudden, I look down, and unbeknownst to me, whoosh, 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 there's guys macheting through the rainforest to get to where we are. And all of a sudden, the guide goes, he pulls up that string, and you know what there is? There's harnesses and some big rope. Well, my son's with me, another guy's with us, my wife, me, and the guide. The guide says, okay, what you got to do, you got to put this harness on, and you got to jump out. (laughs) Now, my son goes, yay, we get to jump out in the rainforest. My wife goes, "Uh uh-uh, <laughs> not me. <laughs> and I'm going, I, this was just right after. I'd been, I'd been laid up for eight months because of the car wreck I told you about this morning. And I had ballooned up to a lot bigger and a lot heavier. And when I looked over, one of the, one of the <laughs> Costa Ricans looked up and said, oh, jefe, jefe, el jefe. You know? <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, my son put the vest on, put the harness on, hooked in, upside down, having fun all the way down. And they caught him right before he hit the ground. He was happy. My wife stands up, and she gets up there. She puts it on. I can't do it. And I said, you got to, you got to, you got to. So she gets there, and... I said, you got to put both feet, honey. And finally they said, trust us. And she jumped out. And she, about halfway down, she goes, whee! You know, she's having fun. Well, this is my time. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, please. And I'm not kidding. These poor little Latin boys. When I jumped, I mean, I think they came up off the ground. When, <laughs> no, it, they didn't. It's pretty hard, easy to belay somebody, even if they're four times your weight. Uh, but you can do it just by the mechanics of it, the engineering of it. But we got down there. Now, when we hit the ground, we think, oh, that was fun. Where's the car? Where's the train? You know, where's the bus? They go, no, you don't understand. We got to go. I go, why? said, animals. I said, "Uh uh-oh. And so this, I mean, really, I had just gotten, I mean, I had not run. I could not exercise. I couldn't do anything because this wreck had stove me up so much. You know, that's southern for I couldn't move, stove me up. And so I'm running, I'm going, God, I'm going to have a heart attack. I can't do this. Lord, God, please deliver me, deliver me. And finally, finally, we made it to safety. God had given us a great victory. Because up to that time, I thought I was doomed. (laughs) I couldn't do anything. I thought I would never recover from my accident. And God showed me the greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And God gave us the victory. I, I, I'm sorry that he had to do this to my wife to teach me a victory lesson. But the cool thing is God wants us to be raised up with him. Now, when we get raised up with Jesus, it's as beautiful as the rainforest. But there's no tragedy when you get raised up with Jesus. He will take care of you. 
and turn anything into triumph. Now, you're looking at me sort of crazy. What, what God wants you to know the truth is that when you get raised up with God, you get to see things from God's perspective. How many of you have learned a little of God's perspective as you've gotten older? Let me see your hands. Okay, I want you to think back to when you were in high school. Can you think back? Some of you are in high school now, but... <laughs> Do you remember when you went into God and you said, God, please let Amy Sue say yes when I ask her to marry me? I went with my wife to her, her class reunion a couple months ago, and she goes, I dated that guy. I love that guy. I'm so glad that God gave me you. <laughs> and I said, well, I am too. I didn't know that you were that kind of girl, you know. <laughs> we get a perspective as we live longer with God, when we get raised up with him. Now, what happens to a lot of us is when we get raised up with God, <laughs> we don't take a look. God wants us to look. And enjoy being with him. We're in such a hurry. I used to do a, a one-minute radio program, and then I did a two-minute blog. And you know, it's, everybody's in such a hurry. I did an a, a audio book, two-minute devotions for people on the go. My wife did a bunch for women. But God, I believe, wants us to take the time to reflect and get close to him and enjoy him and fellowship with him. Because he really does want to speak to our hearts and give us insights that we do not know. God says, I believe, he wants us to take a look at him. He wants us to take a ride with him. And then he wants us to take a seat with him. Now, you've been sitting in those seats pretty good. And I, what I want to ask you to do right now is I want everybody to stand up for just a second. Now, spiritually, we can, we can take a look. We can take a ride. We can take a seat. And we can take a walk. And we can take a stand. All at the same time, spiritually. Amen? That's what Ephesians is all talking about. But standing up like this is not as comfortable as sitting down, correct? I mean, you just ask, I mean, the hardest thing in the world is, is to get Christians not to sit down. You know, even in church, we want to sit down as quickly as possible because that's the music guys know, you know, this means stand up, this means sit down, and they're just watching. And I mean, just when, when you don't sit them down after one song or one verse, they're looking around like, what's wrong with you? They'll dock your pay because you didn't sit them down quick enough, you know. But what I want you to do right now is God wants us to sit down with him. And when we sit down with Jesus, it is comfortable. But what I want you to do for just a second, I want you to act like you're sitting down, but, but just take it about that far from the seat. Just, just sort of do this. Hold it now. Oh, don't sit down. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hold it just a little bit longer now. Hold it. Now stand back up. Now listen. That's tough, isn't it? To say, I'm trusting in Jesus. He's got it. I'm trusting in my Lord. I'm resting in Jesus. I'm resting on his promises. But then we're really just doing this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is hard. Oh, God. God wants us to sit down. Now, sit down, everybody. Doesn't that feel better? Amen. Some of you aren't going to come back because I'm making you stand up too much. <laughs> the truth is, God says, I want you to sit down with me. You only sit down. Listen. 
In Psalms, it talks about don't, be, don't sit in the seat of scoffers. That means that God does not want you to sit down with people that want to destroy you, your faith, your God, your family. God wants you to sit down with him because he wants to uplift you. He wants to raise up your family. He wants to help your church. He wants you to be a blessing because you've been blessed. When you sit down with Jesus, you learn, you relax. It's enjoyable. It's like sitting with your father, your heavenly father. And it means so much. Well, take a seat. Now, once you take a seat and you're totally trusting Jesus, not yourself, not your works, but you're taking, trusting Jesus, then the Bible says that we need to talk, take a walk. Now, look in Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, verse 1, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of that which you've been called. So once you start walking for God, you know, you can sit down spiritually and still walk. I don't know how we do it. But God says, do it that way. You have to be trusting and walking, trusting and walking, you know. You can do it. He says, I want you to walk worthy. What are we called? We're called Christians. What does that mean? Christ-like. Say that with me. Christ-like. I've heard some stuff lately coming out of Christians' mouths. From pulpits, from platforms, from Twitter, <laughs> from Facebook that really doesn't sound like something Jesus would say or do. God did not call us as Christians to be angry and sin. You hear me? God wants us to walk worthy of that which we're called. The Bible says we can be angry and not sin. But we, it's a fine line. Now turn to verse 17 of chapter 4. We're to walk worthy. So, verse 17, this I say, I affirm that you walk no longer as the Gentiles walk, but they walk in the futility of their mind. God wants us to walk differently. Say different. Different. One more time. Different. The saddest thing that can be said of a Christian is when people find out you're a Christian, people say, I didn't know you were a Christian. That's not good. God wants us to walk worthy of what we're called, and he wants us to be different. Not strange as in, you know, your hair looks crazy, you know, or you dress crazy. But you're walking differently. You're walking to God's word, according to God's word, not your own. Now look in chapter 5, verse 2. It says, now I also want you to walk in... What does it say? Love. Woo! I saw the light. I saw the light. <laughs> Walk in love. There you go. Woo! Be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. The truth is, he wants us to walk in love. Turn to the person beside you and say, in Jesus' name, I love you. I had a mentor, someone years ago, and uh, he said, Keith, I love you. And I said, man, thank you so much. <laughs> he says, look me in the eye and tell me you love me. I said, man, I've never told another man I love you. <laughs> he says, get over it. <laughs> I said, I do love you. <laughs> but it's tough sometimes, isn't it, to walk in love. We have to love people. God calls us to love people. Christians are known by their love. 
while other religions, other faiths, other belief systems are, are, are really not built on love, they're built on war and anger and violence and rules and regulations. Ours is built on the love of God. He says, I want you to walk worthy, I want you to walk differently, and I want you to walk in love. Then verse 8, you formerly were in darkness, but now you're children of light. I want you to walk in light. Say walk in light. What does that mean? That light means every day, you can, just like that light came on, God wants to shine His light, His Word on your life. God wants to illuminate where you are, and He wants you to give Him a chance to direct you in everything you're doing. Everything, 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 not just Sundays. God wants to light up His Word in your life, in the area of your finances, in the area of your family, in the area of your job, in the area of your health. God wants to light up your life, and He wants you to walk in the light. And then the Bible says in verse 15, Therefore, be careful how you walk. Careful. Walk carefully. Let me tell you the truth. Because as a teenager, I was an alcoholic. I got saved. I went to a thing with a bunch of preachers one time. And just for fun, they were being funny. They had this stuff that looked like beer, smelt like beer, but it wasn't beer. It was non-alcoholic. It was like a cola kind of thing. And we all were, got one, and we, all, we were all eating fish and drinking non-alcoholic beer. And man, that touched my lips. And I said, sorry, guys, I can't do this. They said, well, there's nothing in it. I said, I know there's nothing in it. But it smells, it tastes, it makes my senses react just like back when I was addicted to this stuff. So guess what? I'm so sorry, but I'll take a water. You see, there's certain things that God gives us. <laughs> and he blesses us and he forgives us. And he arranges our lives and he, he protects us from things. And God wants us to be smart and he wants us to live our Christian life being careful. Listen, if you have a problem on the internet, if you have a problem in what you watch, then listen, do everything you can do to lock that up and box that in so that you're not confronted with that horrible, horrible addiction straight from hell. You know what I'm talking about? God says, walk carefully. Walk carefully. That's the truth from the Word of God. Then the Bible says in verse 18, Be ye not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit. God wants you to walk filled. That means you have all of Jesus and you're allowing Jesus into every part of your life. There's no sinfulness, no filth, no pride. You've confessed your sins up to date. And you're walking where God wants you to walk. You're filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Then verse 21, the Bible says, I want you to walk in harmony. That's what the Word says. Be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Can we do these things? Yes. Say this with me. I can. Say it. I can. 
do all things in Christ who strengthens me. We need to live that way. So God is calling us today to take a look, take a ride, take a seat, take a walk, and finally to take a stand. I love this part, my favorite part. The Bible says, finally, Ephesians chapter 6. And you're saying, finally, this sermon's almost over. Verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers and against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm. Have we done everything to stand firm? That's why you've come to revival tonight. God wants you to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Stop striving. Stop strutting. Stop straying. And just trust him. God says, I want you to look at me. Take a look. Jesus is good. I don't know anybody that's ever come to Jesus that would say, he's not good. He hadn't brought me through. He is good. Take a look at him. Take a ride with him. It's the only way to make your life count. It's the only way to make your life complete. It's the only way to make sure that every day is the way it's supposed to be. Take a rest. Take a seat with him. And let him hold you up. Let him sustain you. Take a walk with him. Walk for him out in the world. Walk with him at home walk with him at school walk with him in church and then take a stand against the devil i want to ask you to stand right now many of you would say keith i want to stand against the devil i want to walk for jesus but i don't really know if i can do that because i don't know if i'm right with god Listen, the Bible says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Tonight, you can confess your sin at this altar and God will forgive you. Many of you want to take a stand against the devil and you've been trying to walk for God, but you can't do it because you really have not surrendered your life to Jesus. You've never admitted your sin, you've never believed on Jesus, and you've never called on His name in prayer. Tonight, you can do that and have a fresh start. Get a clean heart and a spiritual foundation that only comes from Jesus. You say, how can I do that? You must pray and talk to God. You know, God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to take all your sin, all of it, upon himself. And he remembers it no more once you confess it. He's not going to bring it up again. He's not going to bombard you with it because it will be under the blood. You want a guilt-free life? Come to Jesus and he will take away that sin and give you the power and the ability to live for him 24-7 if you'll let him. We need to take those steps. We need to take this stand. We need to take that walk with and for him. But we can't do it on our own without Jesus on the inside. Can I pray for you right now?
before we sing, let me pray. Dear God, I thank you for everyone that has come out tonight. They are so, so blessed to have this church, to have this worship, and to have this moment. And I pray, God, that this revival service tonight will not be taken for granted. And, Lord, that you would give us an opportunity to get right with you right now. It would be such a shame to come into this place and hear all this good news and walk home, drive home empty, depressed, confused, alone, and lost. Oh, God, I pray that you will help everyone to make the right decision tonight. Tonight, if you find yourself here with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, and you find yourself here believing in your heart and knowing in your mind that you have not really surrendered to Jesus. If you want to surrender to Jesus and give him your life, tonight you can pray this prayer. And if you pray this prayer, God promises you based on his word that he will hear your prayer and answer your prayer. If you want to be saved, settle your salvation with God. Pray this prayer. I'll pray out loud. You pray it silently to God. Here's the prayer. Dear God, I've heard the good news. You still love me. I want to surrender my life to you. I've messed up. I'm so sorry. But Jesus, I believe that you can cleanse me and make me right and make me whole. I give you my life. I believe you died for me. You arose from the grave for me. And I know that you're building me a home in heaven. And I'm asking you to save me tonight. Now, if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says God has heard your prayer. And he will not reject you. I know many of you prayed that prayer. Listen, I'm not God. I do not know who prayed. But God knows. Tonight, there are many of you here tonight, and, and you have been, you've sat down with Jesus, but you're, you're, you keep trying to get up and do it on your own. And God says, why do you do that? Stop it. Just trust me. Sit down. Walk for me. Witness for me. Live for me. You know you're going to heaven, but you haven't been living the way God would have you live. And you want to give it back to God and sign up again. <laughs> sign up again and do it his way. If you want to do it his way, in his way alone, pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I want to serve you. I surrender to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the joy of my salvation. I'm not too old. Use me. I'm yours. I'm sorry. I'll do what you want me to do. Tonight, if you prayed either one of those prayers, the music's going to play. No singing for now. Just music. Pastor, could you come stand here? Many of you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you need to join this church. You need to be baptized Wednesday night. There's some prayer needs in your heart. You've rededicated your life or you prayed that prayer for salvation. You know you have those spiritual needs in your life. And what I want to ask you to do right now, in the name of Jesus, if you prayed any of those prayers or you need to make any spiritual commitment tonight, 
I want you to come out from your seat, if you can, and come take the pastor's hand and say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer. I called on the name of the Lord. I rededicated my life. I'm giving God this problem. I'm joining this church. I want to be baptized and identify with Christ. You come right now. Don't be ashamed. Come on. God bless you. Come on. What are we going to sing? Let's sing just as I am. We'll sing one verse. It's for you. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and everybody be seated real quick I want to let y'all know maybe you didn't walk this aisle here at this invitation but we have created a counseling room here that even after this service you can go back there brother heard we have counselors right through this door you walk straight through and we have folks there waiting to talk to you so you can make a decision and we'll announce our decisions on Wednesday night we have a baptism Wednesday night and we'll let folks know so it could be, could be something um, uh, very very public and it's certainly a great time the Lord's been moving this week uh, throughout this. I want to let you know about the next three nights here. I want you to keep coming back every night. Next night, um, uh, tomorrow night is first responder night. So you need to go home and dress up as a policeman or a fireman <laughs> or a paramedic. Those are what a first responder is. And you come to church tomorrow night, 530. I spoke to Mindy Stedham. She's cooking 280 pork chops oh. for tomorrow night. 280. <laughs> so, um, you dress up as a fireman you can come and be pretend to be a first first responder so uh invite your friends that's from at 5 30 6 30 we have service voice of praise is going to be uh singing we have the police chapman uh, police a chaplain named donovan stewart he's going to be giving a testimony it's going to be an outstanding monday night for first responder night so that's going on tomorrow night i want you to be there remember tuesday night is what we call armed forces night that's our veterans and the military folks. They need to come as Darlene Van Hoos is cooking uh, that night at 5.30. Then we have our revival service at 6.30. That night we have um, who's the choir. Oh, that's a, the, a choir and the patriotic music as well as we have a Marine, a young man named Ron Ritchie, who's going to be giving a testimony. That's Tuesday night. Wednesday night's pizza night. We have pizza for everybody. Zach's uh, getting pizza and dessert for everybody at 5.30 on Wednesday night. Then we have a revival and baptism at 6.30. So it's gonna, and the band's going to be playing Wednesday night. So it's going to be an outstanding 
next three nights. You want to invite your friends, invite folks who don't know the Lord. It's gonna, that way they can hear the gospel and definitely respond. Now I want to tell you something. This counseling room is something new. We've started. So a lot of folks aren't going to, even if you invite a friend, they might not feel comfortable walking an aisle. But just take them by the hand and say, hey, why don't we go talk to Brother Hurd, go talk to some of the counselors mm-hmm. right here in the counseling room. Because it is. It can be intimidating walking an aisle in front of folks that you don't know. But they will feel comfortable going and talking to somebody about a decision they want to make for the Jesus in the counseling room. So that's the next three nights. Great revival. I hope, um, I hope to see you here these next three evenings and at dinner as well. David, we got a closing song. Let's stand together and sing the chorus to To God Be the Glory. Praise Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory. Great things He 